Standby film. Five, standby music. Four, standby now. Three, two, one. And The Bellagio, the Mirage, and the MGM Grand. You're a wizard, Harry. Mike Wazowski! Open your eyes. Now tell me, where are the others? Eat me! King Kong ain't got on me! What about second breakfast? Why not? Why can't I? How can we be expected to teach children to learn how to read if they can't even fit inside the building? Well, welcome, one and all, to a new episode of 20 Years for Year. Welcome again. Hey, hey, We're having a podcast. Over. So welcome, everyone, to a new episode of 20 Years for Beers, a podcast dedicated to rewatching movies from two decades ago. While enjoying a minimum of four modern beers. Mm, beer. My name is Steve, and this is my brother, Tim. And we are coming to you from just outside of Minneapolis, Minnesota. We have just finished watching, and we recorded our episode on Black Hawk Down, so go check that out. And as usual, we sit together afterwards and discuss another film over another beer or two. So, we refer to these as our happy hour episodes. Hey, you guys. Happy hour is from four to six. <laughs> the imbibing continues. That's right. So, the happy hour is just us sort of like chilling and talking. We do watch these movies separately. Um, on this episode, we will be talking about 2001's kind of tearjerker of a film. Yeah. Life as a House. Life as a House details the last months of George Monroe's life after he discovers he has terminal cancer. In an effort to fix the errors of his last 10 years, he decides to force his 16-year-old son, Sam, to move in with him in his shack overlooking the ocean, and together build the house that George had dreamed of building for decades. Along the way, George's ex-wife and those he could potentially call friends join in on the effort to finish the house before George eventually dies. Spoiler. I want that thing out of your chin, okay? You got nipple rings and navel rings, those come out too. And there's no makeup in my house. No glue sniffing, huffing, no pills, no grass. You've worn out your welcome at this house, Sam. This may well be the worst summer of your entire life, but you've earned it. Now go pick up the suitcase, get in the truck, now. I'll hate you for the rest of my life. Well, you can't even begin to know how much I hate my father. Think of it as a family tradition. Pretty clear. Pretty clear once you hit play. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the film is directed by Erwin Winkler, written by Mark Andrews, and starring Kevin Klein, Hayden Christensen, Kristen Scott Thomas, Dame. I did not know that, but Dame Kristen Scott Thomas. Really? Yes, according to the internet, I guess. Cool. Kudos Gen- to her. Yeah. So Jenna Malone and Mary Steenburgen. Uh, Tim, do you have any initial memories of Life as a House? I went to see this because it was all the, not all the rage, but from a movie going standpoint, it was like the rare, perfect combination of a movie that looks semi-interesting mm-hmm. with cast, but the Guster, which is a music band, mm-hmm. obsession in college, 
oh, it was, was real. Something real. Yep. So it was like and a so. movie right. that has Guster prominently featured. Mm-hmm. We got to check it out. Mm-hmm. So I remember seeing it and feeling like it was fine. I had no probably strong reactions to it. Felt like it had moments, but much like we talked about in Black Hawk Down, I saw it and probably never watched it again. So hmm. it was nice to revisit, honestly. So, how about you? I, um, I definitely had great react. Like I loved this movie from the first time I saw it, and I remember probably this would have been this is the one that came out. So this would probably have been like two thousand and three. Yeah. On DVD, I went up with friends um, to Bluefin Bay uh, Resort Ooh. or whatever, you know, in the winter, in the middle of, like, February. Nice. And we all got sloshed, and I was like, I brought my DVDs along, and of all Here's the movies, we're I know, watch. of all the movies we ended up watching, <laughs> it was Life as a House, because I have been very passionate about, like, similar to In the Bedroom. Sure. Right, like I've been passionately trying to get yeah. people to watch this movie for twenty damn years. Yeah, and it's worked. Be- it's worked better with Life as a House than it ever did within the bedroom. Considering you're the first I've ever gotten <laughs> so to successfully watch this. You lure people oh, yeah. to a remote location, Absolutely. like Superior Lake. Sure, your I lube them up with alcohol. In- <laughs> oh yeah, in February. Sure, you can't drive anywhere because it's cold nope. and you're inebriated. That's right. We're watching a movie I want to watch. That's right. Well played. Oh, yeah. That's how I got it. That's how I, yep. That's Shit. How I get a lot of Is that how you got me life. over here tonight? That's right. Damn it. <laughs> I fell for it. <laughs> so, anyway, I have been very passionate about this movie, but not sure. in a like, not in like a, oh my God, it's the best movie of the last 20 years kind of a thing. Sure. Or like that, but just for what it is. And we'll talk about that later. So, yeah. I. I love this movie from the start. I'm so glad to watch it again. Sure. And it's probably, but even then, as much as I like it, it's probably been seven or eight years since I, I mean, it's been a while since I've watched it last. Sure. Um, so it hits differently, but I had a great experience with this. Like you say, like people who did see it in the theaters were like, oh, you should go watch this. Yeah. And we'll talk to, about that on the social network too, about the difference of yeah. reviews and that kind of stuff. And I was able to actually watch it in one sitting. Oh, Look at you. God, so that was a nice thing. <laughs> that was good. So, yeah, we'll come back to some of that here. But our first segment, as usual, is Drinking Buddies. Come on, not my fucking beer. Where we talk about our four beers. And we do watch most of these separate. So each of us had a couple. Um, so, Tim, what were your Drinking Buddies for this Life is a House sitting down in one sitting? It was disappointing to not have a theme it's a pretty tough theme i was thinking about like how to put this in some kind of like kind of find like architecture california or, maybe but yeah exactly then- ocean i'm like you know what I, whatever mm-hmm. it's all good so i had uh out of minneapolis 56 brewings forward or fwd mm-hmm. they're triple dry hopped triple ipa mm. uh it was a four Solid. Hmm. It was a nice like. This is quite tasty. It, uh, it it worked out really well. So yeah, fifty six has been doing some good things since they changed directions. Had we'll a bit say. of had a bit of a yeah. um uh yeah a paradigm shift. Sure, in a good way. Yeah. Henceforward, actually, is the it's on the can. It talks about it. let's move forward. Oh yeah. So yes. yeah, let's um 
Let's let, yeah, let's get past that. So yeah. shout out to Michael who yes. works there and does Kudos. a great job. Over great it. job. Nice job. So then I had uh, out of Duluth, Wild State, their pear cider. Whoa, second cider. I was feeling the cider because I just wanted something different. Hmm. Um, and their pear cider is damn good. Really? If you can find it, it's really, really good. Nice. Like 4.25. It's a very taster pear cider. Like sometimes I feel like it's tough to capture a pear mm-hmm. flavor. I mean, we talked about New Glarus. I like, like New Glarus. Yeah. yeah I know. Really good. But that's like a beer some, a, pear. Yeah, some people but, didn't like it, but yeah. I don't know those people. And they're yeah, terrible. you met her, but then you know and that's terrible. Yeah, she's an awful person. It's been not a safe just the. I mean, I know, I know. No accounting for taste. Deep breath. Uh, but no, it's a really good pear cider. Very, very good. So wild state out of Duluth. So what'd you have? I had, I guess technically the first time, but since it's releasing second, our second back channel beer. Because uh, I had it before. You had it. I didn't have the same. In the previous channel. podcast, we had. The- I'm saying it was a different one, but I'm like, how I don't do know you why. say like it's the second time we've had back channel on the on the podcast, and yet technically I had it prior before? to it. Four. I know it's a. I know Christopher Nolan needs to make a movie. Yeah, about exactly this, this time. Yep. It's oh, so boy. I had the oh um, from back channel brewing in I don't know Bumble Crap, Minnesota. Lake Minnetonka, yeah, basically. Mound, whatever. They're open doors stout. Uh, good, solid stout. Four out of five. I mean, nothing, hmm. nothing fancy. It wasn't... Never had that. Right. It was... Yeah, I think it's new this fall. Um, it was good. Uh, and then I had out of, I guess, Plymouth, Minnesota, Loose Line Brewing, or Lucha Line, if you really want to <laughs> be wrong. Uh, I've been told that's very wrong. So, their triple berry cobbler sour. Interesting. Yeah, it was thick AF, man. Like, it was the, it was the kind of, like, crawler that you had to keep upside down, and uh, they, they want you to roll it. Sure. And, like, baby it like it's, yeah. like, some sourdough starter. Like, like interventions like, yeah, required let, to let, enjoy let it. Let this shit sit in my fridge. That's when it's going to sit here. But at least it was upside down. I gave them that much respect. Don't give me it. instructions yeah, to enjoy my beer. I don't have to roll my beer. <laughs> Thank you very much. Hop on um, one foot for two seconds. <laughs> right. I, I But it was four out of five. Again, mm. it was... It was fine. Loose line is good. Um, they started out well. It's about where they've stayed. So it'd be nice to see them get better. Sure. But it was... I can't even... It was just triple berry sour, kind of a standard one that's nice. out there. But yeah, it was four out of five. So And then we are also having a... So <clears throat> out of... Oh, Could play some taps with this. I know. Out of St. Paul, Minnesota, yeah, we have we found out that at the end of October, Stack Deck Brewing, of which we've featured a few beers, and I'd been out there a few times, and we, I finally I, took you out there. My first time went there, like, recently. And, yeah, oh. October 30th was their final day they have closed. So I had a crawler left in the fridge, and we are honoring their... Really, they were only open for about three years, but... That's uh, so unfortunate. Yeah, I know. Because they're so good. I know. Let that be a lesson to anyone. Yeah. Don't open a brewery in St. Paul. Yeah, St. Paul sucks. Yeah, St. Paul sucks. So open it somewhere else. <sighs> anyway, so we have from Stack Deck. They're DeCitricons Double New England IPA. And I'm trying to keep my appreciation in check because of how much we love this brewery. Mm-hmm. And it's so sad they're leaving mm-hmm. or being done. 
But dear God, this is good. It's really good. It's really damn Citra, good. Uh, yeah. Anything Citra, it tends to be really, really you tend good. You get me there. Yeah. But a double New England IPA, um, this is fan freaking tastic. Yeah, so, yep. If this is the last chance I have, right, to have a stack deck, it's good to go out going on, on like top. Four point five. Yeah, I'd say like four point five. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, this is damn good. I know. So, Ugh. hopefully, they find a way to get out from the issues that they had in that location and can yeah. find something else and open a new place or whatever. But, yes. um, I know they have some four packs still sort of floating around, but. Oh, I try and find them wherever I go now. Yeah. Like, it's, you have a stack deck? Okay, yeah, go take it. Yeah. So anyway. Although that could be kind of arguably a themed beer. I know. I, I thought that too. With, with this, building a house? The deck. Yeah. Stack deck? Yep. I didn't want to go there though. Oh, so. I do. Yeah. You always go there. I, uh, <laughs> I'm all about it. So our next segment then is the social network. If you guys were the inventors of Facebook, you'd have invented Facebook. Where we take a look back at the critical and fan reception from 20 years ago. Um, I have a couple of reviews because it was it was surprising how like again I am aware that I am like the best movie mind out there. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. But that's some good self awareness. Yeah i I <laughs> was shocked how a lot of reviewers really did not like this movie. They didn't. Like, but also, what I'll add is, I was really surprised at how many. We're so lazy and using like architectural and like construction terms in their yeah, reviews. It like, like it was a lazy, oh, so lazy. throwaway. So, so I have lazy. Lisa Schwartz, Schwartzbaum out of EW. Do you have that? I don't, but I saw then, hers, but no. Yeah, me. that was. And then I have uh, USA Today who really loved it. I don't. So Lisa Schwartzbaum of EW, who, side note to her, I never liked her anyway. So here we go. Um, you were no Owen Gilberman. <laughs> oh, Lisa. So. You were no Owen. Uh, she did not like it. She gave it like um, it was maybe a one out of four. I think it was. Wow. It was thirty percent on, however that works. But it was yeah. Uh, she it's said it's F. it's no worse than any disease of the week TV movie, and no more moralistic than any lifetime drama. But it's no better either, and it ought to be. Yeah, yeah. F you, Lisa Schwartzbaum. Yeah. So Mike Clark, uh, Mike Clark of USA Today, loved it though. Said almost everything in life as a house plays out in the ways you expect, but sometimes a movie's casting and characters are so right that you're willing and even happy to go with it, even if there are few surprises. He also went so far as to calling it a career-defining work for Klein, aside from obviously Fish Called Wanda. Yeah. So, I mean, like, he loved it. Yeah. So, I I, I kind of had the both. I liked his of just saying, like, it plays out exactly how you expect. It's, yeah. it's not, there's not a lot of surprises. But the good of this movie outweighs any of the bad. Um, to where apparently Schwartzbaum had, like, some bad sushi the night before. Because she just crapped all it over it. It ought to be better. It ought to be better. Like, good for you, I get annoyed with, like, reviews of saying, you know Go what? make something better, then. Exactly. But I, I get annoyed with movies or critiques, whatever we, we've talked about maybe in the past, where it's like, I'm going to judge it because it didn't meet what I think it should be. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, that's not what it is. Right. Like, this is the movie. Judge it for what it is. I appreciated with Ebert on his, with Black Hawk Down, like, jumping back to yeah. that. He gave it four out of four. Yeah. That's not, doesn't mean it was the best picture of the no. year, 
But for what it was, yeah. the war picket was, this is what it was. And so for life as a house, to compare it to lifetime, that's just a low blow. Yeah. I mean. It's, it's got moments of schmaltz, but it didn't, didn't, like, definitely doesn't feel like yeah, no. that forest. So, so those were, that's what I had on the social network side. What do for, you got? For uh, Stephen Rosen of Denver Post. Whoa, so, Denver Post. Somebody did his research. Oh, I, I Look at you. Hard. Digging deep. I tried to find ones that didn't have... Too many cliched architectural terms, but sometimes it did sneak through. <laughs> uh, he said the film may suffer from excessive and unnecessary ornamentation, mm. but its foundation, especially Klein's performance, is solid and strong. Destin Thompson of Washington Post said it's a pleasant movie written with care for the characters. And our big man, Raj. Mm-hmm. Two and a half out of yeah, four stars. I liked his review, actually. said because life as a house is slick and classy and good to look at, and the actors are well within the range of competence. You can enjoy the movie on a made-for-TV level, but you wish it had been smarter and tougher. Hmm. And uh, other details as well. Um, and then Academy Awards, none Mm-mm. for that year. Nope. So, yeah, those are the social network. Yeah, so normally in our uh, episodes, we would watch the movie now. We've already watched it separately. Um, at this point, if you Yes. It, at this point, if you haven't watched it, though, you should. Because I, I actually think, yes, you need to watch this movie. It's it's real. I love it. We'll talk about that here in a second. But our next segment, then, is our reaction segment, then, that we call High Fidelity. Top five side ones. Track ones. Where we discuss our top takeaways from rewatching the film. Ooh, do you have, like, some... I have a strong one that I want to start with. Okay. Do it. And what I think about when it comes to like my initial memories of seeing it is I forget exactly what movie we talked about before, but movies like this are a prime example of you may not watch it at the right time in your life Mm -hmm. in the bedroom. That's what I watched. Yes. Mm -hmm. That one, I could not have appreciated it when I saw it 20 years ago. Kind of like from a a film standpoint. Yeah. But not from a a standpoint. Yeah. This is a prime example of this. I know I did not appreciate this movie at 22 years old or whatever it was when I saw it. But now having kids and watching it through that lens of seeing now what he had gone through with his kids. um, And I'll talk a little bit what kind of reaction I had at some moments. Yeah. Totally different. And so that's why I love what we're doing here is watching movies again that I probably would have written off. Yep. At the time, thinking, Meh, and watching again, and still having some minor quibbles, but overall... Oh, sure. Really, really, really liked it. Yeah. This movie really is not it. perfect. There's no. definitely quibbles I have as well, yeah. but I... Yeah. There's so few perfect movies that... True. I, I just, I don't think that's even a caveat that has to happen, because no. there's always going to be quibbles. Yes. Um, but sometimes it is so more impactful, where I could not have appreciated a movie at the time and then watching it now mm-hmm. and having a by proxy experience with the main character who is having kids mm-hmm. or has kids and going through it now being in that world's like, Oh, I get it now. Mm-hmm. I get it. What the story was trying to tell. Whereas before it would have felt forced. So anyway, that's why I feel like it was a great refresher. Yeah. And to go through it again. So anyway, yeah. I feel the same way. And yet you and I are very different in that is that, um, like I'm raising a kid after a divorce separation. Like, I, I mean, like, so I think it, it hits a somewhat on almost a different 
level, yes. not in a better or worse way, but just a different level. Yes. And I was surprised how much it hit me. I've always cried in this movie. It doesn't take much, but it, it like, I've always cried in this movie, sure. but like it does happen differently. Yeah. And this, yeah, I was just like weeping at the end of this where he's like, oh which by the way, spoiler alert, George dies yes. in this movie. Like just, you're going to need to know that, but yes. it's very abundantly clear. I, I, I like the review coming, um, that I had out of USA Today. This is, there is no surprise to this movie. There's never a point where you're like, oh, or like it's, Everything about this movie is exactly what I expect it to yes. be. What separates yes. it is, I think the story is good enough. The The cast is outstanding. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you in a sense of like, I definitely have a different reaction now, not just as a parent, but then also that sort of secondary level to that as well. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I think it's really well written when it comes to that yes. um, from a parent standpoint. So I don't know if, that screenwriter has kids or not, but like very well done. Yes. Um, I guess that's kind of playing off of yours. I don't even know. Well, what I would but, say is we'll just get right into it. Yeah, um, do it. it. Not to think of like a segment, but it was the sneaker. Too many secrets. Oh, sure. Yeah. Aspect yeah, of me it. of like, I did not expect much in this movie because I'd experienced it 20 hmm. years ago and probably never watched it again. Cause you didn't lure me to Northern Minnesota. <laughs> Right. And ply me with alcohol That's and right. say, we're watching this. We're movie. watching this. Yes. But truly, yeah. it... it oh. Take off your pants. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But what struck me was like, so when George tells his ex-wife mm-hmm. about his prognosis, it got me. Like, mm-hmm. it was a whole thing of like, I am dying and telling his ex-wife. But holy God... I'm going to tear up when we talk about it now. Like, I won't look. <laughs> when she's showing George the video. Oh, Lord. At the end? Are you at, talking about? Yeah. Oh, come on. You're going to get me to cry. Are you kidding we'll me? Do right we'll do it right away. Yeah, let's yeah. just cry right away. When he was watching his video of his like happiest experience with his son. Yeah, the last time he was happy or whatever. When yeah. he's six. And my son is six. Mm-hmm. I was openly sobbing oh god yes yeah like i'm laughing that's just like holy god i'm like weeping at this movie and that's my like, god damn this movie because it was such a great like experience of that movie where you could have this experience where i had no idea of that 20 years ago mm-hmm. and so thankfully we watch this movie now i'm like my kids got vaxxed today hey <laughs> so it was a wonderful like this movie was great. I'm gonna cry. I don't care. It was so good. Like, <laughs> well, I'm like, it God, I, it's I so, so like, it, but it sneaks up on you where some of the first half felt like a bit forced at times. And, and why is everyone so angsty? God, it felt like so like like you're a bunch of rich, oh, you're a bunch of rich white exactly, people living like, on the on the bluffs exactly, of California. Like, oh, really? Your life is oh, so tough. Yeah. Oh, so tough. Like, yeah, some like Hayden Christensen, like Sam or whatever is like just weird huffing and like. Audio, fi- audio, what is it? Auto fixation. Yeah, it's like yeah. auto erotic asphyxiation. Yeah, there he goes. Yeah. yeah, not like I did that this morning. <laughs> it was so forced. It was like, ugh. but what it does is like it's this bait and switch. So then when she is showing him that video, he talks about like this is the whole effort. Oh my god, I was sobbing. Yeah, because you the don't couch. quite. I agree. I, I you don't quite see it coming. 
Yeah. Because for a, for a movie that really deep, like, dives deep into the schmaltz to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, right, yeah. You still don't see that, that coming. You sort of assume that he's going to finish the house and kind of yes. have it. Like, you're sort of assuming. And then when that comes up, <clears throat> and then she is sitting there with him, and they've reconciled, and they've done, like, what they need to do. Yep. And then, of course, that's that's actually Kevin Klein. Yeah. And his kid. Yes. And, you know what I mean? So there is some of that a little bit. Um, but for the movie, yeah, like, it's, it's, it's a memory of his son who's six. Yeah. And my son is six. Yeah. Right now. I was like, <laughs> I remember watching me like, oh, yeah. Oh, I was so, like, it was a rare experience. I love having movies where it just, like, drains. Oh, yeah the stress yeah i watch and like whenever oh. i need a good cry i watch philadelphia i right? watch green mile <laughs> oh yeah green mile's a good one oh this God. one's a good one too where i just yes. if ever i just need a good cry i'm like yeah i'm just gonna put this in this is i yeah. totally agree yes uh, i would not being a wallflower for me as well like there's a certain movies you could put in and you're just like gonna cry yes that's the point yes you better get like, on board when he's dying he watches this yeah. and i was like oh yeah but you know and oftentimes um a movie will give away the ending like that. Like when he talks totally. about that's the last time I was happy, you don't think at that moment that you're going to see the video no. in the end. And yet it, it comes. So that that is a nice callback. Uh, really yes. well done when it yes. comes to filmmaking standpoint. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I... <laughs> I guess I don't know exactly how to come off of that, um, which is fine. But I... um. I love that he didn't use the dying as an excuse to reconcile. Yeah. From the beginning. Right. Yeah. Like he, you find out in the first 10 minutes he's dying. Yeah. Like he didn't then go like, Hey everybody, I get cancer. Let's reconcile. He yes. like did it on his own terms and he forced yeah. it and it was selfish. And I like that layer of Hayden Christensen getting mad later when he realized, realizes this. Yeah. Sam, I wanted us to, yeah, you know, spend, few months together here sometimes things happen for a reason you know something bad to force something good you knew you were dying from the start we're all dying from the start I just got moved to the head of the line but you lied to me I would have lied to myself if I thought I'd believe it so this whole thing, this whole summer having me here was for your sake. You selfish fuck. Having me here trying to get me to like you. No, Sam. I wasn't trying to get you to like me. I was trying to get you to love me. That's actually really well written. Yes. Um, but it wasn't. He didn't, like, go around, like, woe is me. He didn't go anything like that. All he wanted to do was finish this thing that he wanted, that he had in his mind forever. Yep. And do it in such a way to where he would do it with Sam, and it would be his way of, like, he hated his father, right? Like, he hated everything to do with his father, and he did not want to leave that legacy for his kid. And so, it's a very... I, I love that, for me, a lot of times you see movies... That center around a dying character, and I mentioned Philadelphia, but yeah, um, but that's different. 
because they don't like use it as but sometimes you do see it where they they use that as a catalyst and everyone yes. knows and it feels very forced yes whereas this was like he wanted to do it on his terms fix this and not have it be about the cancer yes it eventually has to be event like towards the end yeah. but i love that piece of it and to me that's what sets it apart from freaking lisa schwartzbaum and her sick of the week <laughs> yes. comment or whatever lifetime yeah. right i mean that's what sets it apart is yes. like that stuff always does that to get the schmaltz out of like to get you to cry yes and when you're forcing me to cry i'll never do it but when it sneaks up on you like yeah. that scene then you're like god you bastards yes you succeeded at this i know and i love that piece of the screenplay is that he doesn't tell people right away yes he, he and not on purpose he just is just like I don't want to do this. I want to, I want to build yep. this house. Spend the summer yeah. with my son, and I want to connect, and I want to do something that I've wanted to do forever. Yeah. And now I have the severance to accomplish it. Yep. So, he <laughs> uses that and says, I'm going to do this. Yep. So, yeah, I agree. Um, like, to that point, it's, you know, the, the whole thing of the legacy where what I actually really liked about this movie was it was kind of this twist is the wrong word. But what I appreciated was, and I totally forgot about, was while it was this story of I want to spend this time to reconnect with my son. And mm-hmm. like in the happiest moment, and then even with my ex-wife to show like, yeah, I miss the mark and I'm an idiot. And I want to at least have you know that you were an amazing part of my life. Mm-hmm. All this actually was an effort to have this property get built, and then he could undo somewhat or repair some of the damage that his own dad had caused. Correct. He didn't do it. His no, dad did. But his legacy could be changed by his dad, who had orphaned this girl mm-hmm. that they talk about in passing before. Uh, yeah, I agree. Like, you don't really see that coming. No. Like, they talk about it, and you don't really see that coming. Yep. But then, at the end, it's actually this house is designed and built yeah. for this girl who is wheelchair-bound, yep. or woman. She clearly has kids. Mm-hmm. But it's an effort to say, it's not like, and that really struck me, where it's not just like, I'm connecting with my son, and like, I can have some kind of thing, but it's showing him, like, you can do good in the world, that we could undo some of this damage. Mm-hmm. And that was, I didn't mind it. I actually was like, okay, like I can, like it felt more than just like a, to use a thing, like a lifetime mm-hmm. ailment of the week. It was actually, think about this and then we can pass this on to somebody else and we can start doing some good for this. Like it was, I was like, okay, right. I can work with this. I appreciated that kind of twist, I would say, mm-hmm. where it was an effort where he was, wasn't advertised, but it was hinted at. That he was doing this for this person. So, hmm. I like that. It was good. I think sometimes... Um, sometimes a simple premise is all you need in a movie. <laughs> True. And I love that about this movie. Yeah. I don't need... This is a guy who's dying and decides to do what he can before he dies. Yep. To reconcile with his family and build a damn house. There endeth. There's no hidden depths to this movie. There's not... I, I love... Like, not every movie has to be some layered, you know, existential sure. Paul Thomas Anderson look into the world, whom yes. we love. Which but I like, love, yes. For God's sakes, not everything has to be. Sometimes you need to just put on a movie, 
and enjoy the hell out of it. Yeah. And I love this isn't um I I actually wrote down too, if you like here we go. If you like uh crazy stupid love yep. about a boy, yep. the upside of anger. Totally. Or yep. the big sick. Yep. If you like those movies, you'll love this movie. Similar vein. Right. Yep. They're simple premises. Yep. They're they are what they are. They're well acted. They're decently written. They're produced well enough. And there's nothing fancy about any of the movies I just mentioned. Um, although we'll discuss about a boy next year. Yep. I um that there it is. Like just give me a simple premise and then get like execute sp- well. Right. And hire the right people. Yes. And we'll get to Kevin Klein later, but oh, like will. I yeah. like hire the right people, and you will have a good movie. And this yep. is what it is: it's a simple premise. Yes, there's nothing about this that I could I could the the synopsis I wrote took me like ten seconds. It was <laughs> yep. here we go, like that was it. There there's we are. nothing. There's no hidden depths to this movie, yes. and yet twenty years later, I'm still talking about it, and I'm so happy we did instead of say the majestic. Um, yes, but just. Yeah, I just I love it. A simple premise is all you need. That's, yes, that's what I wrote down. Yep. I just want to point out really briefly one thing, and then we'll talk another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, any chance I can have to give a shout out to one of the best sci-fi shows ever, <laughs> Quantum Leap? <laughs> sure, Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula. Right. Yeah, I thought you were like NCIS uh, Louisiana or <laughs> no? New I don't watch NCIS. Yeah, it's New Orleans. <laughs> no. Quantum Leap, if you haven't watched it, dear God, go Oh, first three seasons oh, are outstanding. Yes, yep. so good. Uh, I love he's Fun in Fun story, that was up for Best Drama a couple times, actually. I was shocked by that. Really? At the Emmys, yes. Oh. Yeah, when I went... It premiered on my birthday. Yeah. Oh, look at you. I have a special connection to Quantum it's Leap. It's so good. Yes. Oh, oh it's so good. That's an incredible show. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh anyway. I, I, yeah, exactly, yeah. Scott Bakula. Yes. He came out. He's in the and he <laughs> wasn't even originally cast in this movie. Oh, really? Somebody else was originally cast in that role, but they got hurt in a motorcycle accident. And then... Hey, Scott. They're like, we got to get somebody. And Scott Bakula is like, I'm not working. Hey. I'm in a gap between Quantum Leap and yeah. NCIS. Well, actually, probably in the gap, literally. He's probably working at the gap at the time. Probably. Uh, but he's so good. Oh, he's, yeah, he's oh. totally enjoyable in this movie. I love him. Anyway, yeah, I just hadn't mentioned, like, anytime you can watch movies, like, just yep. like, Scott Bakula. Okay. So, um, can we somewhat, I want to mention at least a minor quibble. Sure. There are from, many. I have, I have quite a few. From, like, a somewhat creepy standpoint. Oh, yeah. Like, Sam and the neighbor girl, mm-hmm. Alyssa, are like 16. Mm-hmm. And one, they don't look that way. So fine. <laughs> but fine, if they are. Right. All the stuff they're doing is just really... Uh, you mean like showering together? Yeah. Yeah. And like all like the underage... And yet, which I, and yet I kind of buy it when it comes it to like the white kids in the... Rich, affluent, they I gotta get it. find ways to do it. Yeah. I get it, but it's just like oh, it's just really creepy. Oh yeah, to and watch. not not her kissing Kevin Klein. No, that's not creepy I at know. all. There again, or like the nurse. Yep. As he's actually, like, I like that scene a lot. Personally, it is, but it's well intended. I, I'm more. I get really what my quibbles on this are the the adults essentially taking advantage of kids. Yes, uh, especially Mary Steenburgen. I know. Yeah, I was like, yeah, what are we doing here? What, the- what is happening? You're banging your daughter's boyfriend? Yes. I guess. I. Yeah, there, that to me is like, what's the purpose of this? Because in the end, they're apparently fine. Yeah. Like, 
the two of them, oh, the mother and daughter, right. they're yeah. all fine. Oh, so well. I'm like, what what did this serve? Yes. It essentially just served as the ability to free up her to date Sam. Yes. As opposed to, I don't know, you're dating a pimp? Yes. Like, that would have been enough to make you... Yeah. Like, hey, not a cool guy get to rid hang of out him. Exactly. Yes. So to me, To be honest, it felt like, to me, a, like, sad attempt at, like, an American beauty facsimile. Sure. Yeah. Where it was, like, this dysfunction. Yep. And this, later. like, yep. think, like, that was like, one best picture. And all these things like, how can we, like, repackage in some ways? I'm like, it just fell flat in yeah. some ways. Don't, but, you, yeah, don't you dare try and do... You just can't... No. Yeah. It's can't that, do it. that's on its own. That was it's incredible. A, yeah. So it was a one off. Yeah. I agree though. I think I have quibbles when it comes to that, for yes. sure. Like when you get off of the main story of this movie, yes. there's a lot that you're like, eh, okay. Yes. Like okay. what was the purpose of this? Yes. It felt none of it forced. drives the the central story. Yes. Um so for sure there are problems with this movie. Like when it comes to that. But what I'm thankful for is none of those problems affect the central story. True. The, the the main arc of this, the reason they made this movie, the yep. simple premise, is what it is. And they added a few other things. Okay, fine. But it didn't... But thankfully, it doesn't ruin it either. And the new husband that she's had new kids with... Yeah. Like, is clearly, like, so forced to be, like, so distant and challenging, whatever. But there's also a great arc with that. I... Which I, I appreciate. I actually, see, I agree. I... At first, I always used to hate that guy, and I was yes. like, but no, but also she purposefully found somebody who was going to be, so we know that Kevin Klein, like, George is a dreamer. George yes. is a guy who just wanted to do this, yep. and she went for the opposite. And Very the guy practical. Who was this, right. The stable, practical dad, yep. who's a terrible father, Yep. and now she's stuck in that relationship, realizing yes. that maybe she wanted love, not practicality. Yep. So, I actually, I've come around on him. Yes. As a character. Yes. In this movie. Yeah. Because of that. And more from her perspective than the actual movie. And he has a great thing where he leaves mm-hmm. and all that stuff, but then comes back. And so it definitely didn't feel like yeah. this forced thing of like, he's out, peace out. Like, it's all about the dream. And right. Everything. It's like, no, actually. Now he wants to be a good dad. Yes. Yep. To his two kids. Like, I I agree. Like, the quibble first, I'm like, oh, no, I like it now. Yep. Uh, What do we got? I don't know if that was me or you, but whatever. Eh, we'll go back and forth. Um, man, Hayden Christensen. I remember. I remember oh, this because man. he was up for like he wasn't nominated for anything for this, but he was on like the Entertainment Weekly shortlist about like Oscar nominations and yes. stuff. He's really good in this movie, in my opinion. Yeah, and he's only good in two movies, in my opinion. <laughs> this, this and Shattered Glass. Shattered Glass. That's it. Absolutely. <laughs> So, he is a terrible actor. Well, yeah. So here's hoping that he's learned how to act in the last 20 years <laughs> so that when he's back on Disney Plus as Obi-Wan or as Darth Vader um, in the Obi-Wan series. Oh, they're going to do an Anakin? I guess they're doing. Okay. Oh, yeah, I he's, yeah. He's, he's in, he's like in the entire. Pre- no, it's, it's in. So it's after everything happens. So he's Darth Vader in the Obi-Wan Kenobi TV series. We've gone off the rails, but that's yeah, okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But he's in that. He's also going to be in the... So he's suddenly all over the place on Disney+. Plus. And I'm like, boy, I hope you learned how to oh, act. Oh, man, please. Because otherwise, not very good. But he's... I think he's legitimately good in this movie. 
He's fine. I, I'm okay with him. I yeah. think the first half, he's not great. No. I, not great. It's bad. He's fine. He's exactly what he's supposed to be. He's the problem but, in uh, attack. Uh, he's the problem in the Star Wars. He can't do angst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's once so he gets past that, yes. Once he has takes the dip, nose rings out yeah. and like connects, yes. Once he's there, yes. Then it's fine. Yes. Um, I think he's really good in this movie. Yeah, and he's outstanding in Shattered Glass. Like that's oh, by so far and away his best performance. Fantastic. Yes. So yeah, I, I'm just like <laughs> I have a note. Hopefully Obi Wan is good because <laughs> I mean you put Ewan McGregor in like I'm I'm signing up. Absolutely. Well, and so but, far we have no reason to believe anything otherwise when it comes yeah, to Disney that. Plus is done right. out of the park anyway. But I think he's yeah. good in this. I think as a kid who I'm okay with him right actually. Um, but yeah, the first few parts where he's just like supposed to be yelling and angry and all this other stuff, I don't buy that. Yeah, I'm like it's but a it, bit much. Right. Yep. So, but as it goes along, uh, and he's trying to connect with George. Yes, I yep. agree. It does have much more of that connection. Um, one more f- thing for me, at least, mm-hmm. before we talk about the amazing Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein. Uh, I have a movie-making question. Okay. How did they find some plot of land in the ocean that would work <laughs> for this? Like, how do they scour the shoreline to find this? Because it's really perfect for this, like, portion. Mm-hmm. But a practical question, how the hell – could George have afforded the taxes on that oceanfront property? Like, you got to be kidding me. Like, all these well, properties around it, which are amazing. his dad had some money of some kind in order to afford that for but the But that's a big assumption. But I agree. Like, watching me, like, how did you afford this right. for, like, 10, and 20 years? Architects in, like, in California, I imagine, make a pretty good living. Well, I, he got laid off. And, I guess not. But Well, <laughs> but if six months of severance was going to be able to build that house true i mean i I, just, I feel like there's probably some money there i agree though i'm just like i'm more amazed that they allowed that shack to live there yeah side note it actually never was there yes it was a blank piece of land yes it was yeah <clears throat> i agree so. though my um before we get on to kevin i would say this is the best if not top two I quit scenes in the history of <laughs> sure. Like there's yeah. probably I guess Jerry Maguire, right? That's a good like yeah. outstanding. Yeah. But when he's walking around that place and just demolishing all those models and <laughs> stuff, models, yes. just this cathartic, like F you, I quit. I'm gonna Can keep, I, I'm yeah. gonna keep this one. I'm gonna keep this one. It's yep. like F you, F you, F you. You're cool. You're cool. <laughs> like that might be number three. Half baked. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Maybe even number one, depending on how you look at it. So yes. I love that scene where he just finally is like, I hated this job for yep. 20 some odd years. Yep. And yeah, I love that scene. So before we get into Kevin Klein, yeah, there's no way he's 45 in this movie because he left at, tw- he started at 20, 25, been there for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I get he's leaving, whatever. I'm like, there's no way Kevin Klein is 20, 45. So this has been old. 20 years since we've, since this movie came out. Right. And he's 74. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, 54. I mean, he's ten years older. Yeah, like, that's not as bad in in movie making terms. Like, but at I least have him be like darker hair, and then he can get older as he ages because he's dying. But yeah. I was like, there he ain't lost no twenty five pounds for this. Movie. Kudos to him. I didn't know, but like, there's no way he's forty five in this movie. Like, nope. come on. Okay. So, yeah, should, we, should, we, should we wax poetic about Kevin Klein? Yeah, I I think we can because I like I have a hot shot kind of off of it, but also Ooh. yeah. What do you got? I just think. 
I don't know that I could say that I'm a huge like fan of Kevin Klein because I haven't watched much of his stuff. Yeah. Because I've just like man, he's so effortless. <laughs> yeah. You flew under the radar for you. Like he did. You like, need to he, go watch more. And yeah. I do. I feel like I've like missed out on like mm-hmm. I, I mean I definitely appreciate Fish Called Wanda, but outside of that, like he's been like well, of course, there's Dave. Like Dave's oh my great. In and Dave out. is so good. Yep. And I hadn't watched it out until like a month until, ago. Or two, yeah, like, when I forced we watched, you to watch it. Yeah, exactly. It. Yep. Yeah. When you brought me to the North Shore yep. and forced me to watch it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it puts the lotion on its skin or it gets the hose again. Here's more absinthe. What is <laughs> happening? Uh, but he is so effortless. <clears throat> yeah. That I don't know that I could have appreciated it back in the day. But now seeing him like, he is just unreal. Yeah. And how much he embodies a character. Because someone in this movie, I do feel like, and I like Kristen Scott Dame. Kristen yeah, Scott Kristen, Thomas. Yeah. Like, she's fine. But she, she even hating Kristen, like, they feel like they're act- even, oh my gosh, was it Jenna Malone or whatever? Like, yeah. they're acting. Mm-hmm. Like, you can tell they're in a movie. And there's Kevin Klein, who is above and beyond mm-hmm. just carrying this movie. Like, the dancing scene and then just everything he does is just effortless. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that I could speak enough about Kevin Klein. I got to go watch back and watch his stuff. <clears throat> My dad used to play this game. I never really even understood what it was till after he was gone. I was holding for somebody else. It wasn't even mine. The game was to make me smaller than he was. Smaller. Always smaller. No matter what. He could be almost invisible as a human being, but I still had to be smaller. So that if I got good grades in school, then I was a pussy for not playing football. Or, or, or if I cut my hair for him it was never short enough or if i shaved my head then i looked like a psycho i never won the game never and if he couldn't make me smaller with words i don't want you smaller i want you to be happy you're not not here with me not home with your mother not alone not anywhere you're what i was most of my life sam i see it in your eyes in your sleep in your answer to everything you're barely alive. Yeah, I think in um, my my initial question was, is there a movie that Kevin Klein is bad in? And I think that's no. I don't know how there could be. Um, but that's ignorance on my part. No, I, I just, because even in like, because he's um, Maurice in Beauty and the Beast more recently. And, Maybe Wild Wild West. But even then... <laughs> I'm telling you, man, he, he, he's that good. movie is not as bad as history has remembered it. And it has nothing to do with Kevin Klein True. or Will Smith. It has True. everything to do with the writing. Yes. It's awful. Yeah. Um, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, and he's fine. I, I just, but even then, that's a bad movie, but not that like Kevin Klein was yeah, bad. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, it's good. Like, I have never watched him ever be bad in a movie. Yeah. And it's never... It feels like, and what's most impressive to me on him is, it feels like he doesn't even have to work to it. No. It's just not even effortless. It's just natural. Yeah. And the only, I, I mean, so my, not hot shot, but personal hot shot is, I sat there watching him and I was like, I have a love of in and out and Dave and other, it's just, I, I love Kevin Klein. And yep. I'm sitting there going like, I think he's like, top five favorite actor of all time mm. for me. And I was sitting there like, I mean, Tom Hanks is number one for me. Sure. It always has been. Um, 
But same reason, right? Just effortless. People yeah. who are just... He also seems like a good dude. Yeah. Like, there's never... You ever heard anybody say, like, man, Kevin Klein's an asshole? Like, yeah. never... You just don't... You don't get what? that, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I just... I kept watching this, and I kept reminding myself... And, and I think the one knock on, say, like, Tom Hanks is... Oftentimes, even when Hanks is at his best, you kind of are still watching Tom Hanks. Yeah, true. Whereas like Kevin yeah. Klein, you oftentimes don't necessarily feel like you're watching Kevin Klein. You're watching the character. Yeah. Um. So good. He's so good in this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There. I. I don't even know if I could keep going on him right now. But yeah, I don't. It, the reason to watch this movie is. Kevin it's Klein. good, but it's it's Kevin Klein. Yep. You gotta watch this movie. And I appreciate it, USA Today saying like maybe outside of Fish Call Wanda, this is a career defining performance of his. Yes. Like just he's so he good. He carries the movie. Yes. Absolutely. Which this you would should have... watch The Lovely too, by the way, if you haven't watched that. I have not seen um, that. Um oddly enough, directed by Aaron McClear as well. So there we are. Oh, bring him back in. Um, yeah, it's good. but he's so good in that. Like I just he's good in everything he does. Hmm. You know the great thing though. The change can be so constant that you don't even feel the difference until there is one. It can be so slow that you don't know that your life is better or worse until it is. Or it can just blow you away, make you something different in an instant. It happened to me. Build this house with me. Oh, yeah. so good. That, you know, I'm going to have to go back through and watch them all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to like think of what other movies I need to make. I've never seen watch. Big Chill. Well, see, now then, now we have a different conversation. He's outstanding at Big Chill. And that's all I care about. Yeah. But the Big Chill itself, I don't know. It's not for me. But I was, what, like three when it came out? Yeah. So. Exactly. I should watch these movies now that I have, you know, kids and. Oh, oh French and- Kiss was the one I liked too of his. Oh yeah, with Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. Oh he's yeah, so good in that too. that's true. He's very good. He's so good in that. But even the more recent, like what uh, Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> I literally just said that earlier. That's fine though. I said he plays Maurice in Beauty and the Beast. Oh, I missed that. No, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. But I agree. He's very he's, good. He's in that. fantastic in it's, that. Yeah, as if I hadn't have said that. Um, yeah, he was in the <laughs> Conspirator. Oh, definitely, maybe you love that movie. I do love that movie. There you go, Prairie Home Companion. Oh my gosh! Yes, oh, that's such a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lamb's <laughs> House. I mean, yeah, there's a lot that you got to go back and rewatch. Yep. Um, anyway, so yeah, yeah, we could certainly talk about that. And then for those who potentially don't know, just go find the music by Guster. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have it on my list too. Guster is yeah. awesome. Guster. Woke up today. Solely for the fact of their drummer plays oh, yeah. with well, his played. hands. I don't think he does anymore. He's given it up because yeah. your hands are destroyed. But <laughs> when I they came to Luther, yeah, and we saw them, and he played bongos, and he was smashing he everything with taped up fingers, yeah, taped up fingers, and he's smashing the cymbals. I'm like, what are you doing? They have sticks for this, man. Yeah, and yet, and he is just, <clears throat> dun, 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 yep. like, he's just incredible. So that was yes, Guster. Check so I I went to see Guster at the XL Energy Center. Really? Yeah, and it was the 
<clears throat> it was they opened for John Mayer. Sure. So I always remember my friend Mark and I, we went and we went for Guster yep. and we left before John Mayer even played. You're like, I'm good. Yeah. And yep. we always joked about it. I wish we had said, I wish we had made t-shirts as like came for Guster, left for, left Mayer. for John Mayer. And like, we were all these women, like as we were leaving, like, where are you going? And we're like, we came for what yep. we, we saw what we wanted to see here. I'm and good. they were awesome. Like they're they're so good. The music's good. They're yeah. great live. I don't even know if they're together anymore at this They've point in life. Band members, yeah, they're yeah. Good. It's it's great. It, yeah. it, they're great. Um, any other sort of final or not final thoughts? But any thoughts right now on the um, life as a house? No, I'm happy we watched this. Totally. I yeah I did have not too. have an yeah. appreciation when I first saw it, and as you heard before, when I cried about it <laughs> like it was sobbing on my couch like yeah. it's been a long time since i've cried that hard mm-hmm. watching a movie and it hit me and i was damn upset by it <laughs> because i'm like god i don't want this movie because i i'd expect nothing I, I didn't expect much but this was it it was a like right really cathartic like when the kids woke up the next morning i was like i'm gonna give you an extra hug so <laughs> it was uh it was very enjoyable yeah, I'm so like um yeah, my note just said, yeah, there are flaws, but yeah. I I mean, I'm so glad that the core story still resonates. Yes. If not even more, like as you get older and yes. like it's just that the core part of that story. Yes. Um yeah, cuz the, <laughs> the visual effects are awful. Yeah. Like the hospital on like the ocean. Oh yeah. Give me a break. Yeah. Ocean View Hospital, that's convenient. There's a lot of stuff that's super dumb. Oh, it's totally terrible. Super dumb. But Check out the window. You can see the house. Like, it's so dumb. Right. Yes. But it's really well done. Yes. It's exactly. super good. Yep. It's really Irwin Winkler's only really good directing movie, to be honest with you. Although DeLovely's pretty good. But mm-hmm. he's really known for a producer more mm. than anything else. So. Uh, all right. So, do you have any uh, quiz show? I have two. Okay. Go ahead. So, we have quiz show. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Well, we come now to the bittersweet moment of our final segment. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Uh, so our last segment of the night is Quiz Show. The exciting quiz program, 21. Where we search for trivia surrounding our subject film and try to stump each other so that uh, we can see what happens. Yeah. There we go. What so do you we, got? We've talked about it a little bit, but uh, the movie has three Oscar nominees. Yeah. Two of whom. Acting wise or? Acting wise. Okay. All right. Two of whom won. Right. Can you name the three nominees? For acting. Sure. Well, Kevin movie. Klein, obviously, because he won. Um, and then Kristen Scott Thomas, Dame, was English patient. Yeah. And then Mary Steen, Mary Steenburgen won. Uh, what was that movie called? It was in the early 80s. I literally something in Howard, right? N- Dude, how do you... Melvin and Howard. Melvin and Howard. That's I had no idea yeah, that she's an, that's the one. That, I had no like, idea. Howard is like this. He's claiming to be the heir of Howard Hughes' fortune. I don't know. Yeah. I've never. I I had no idea she won an Oscar. Yeah. Well, do you know who directed that movie? No. Jonathan Demi did. Are you serious? Yes. What? <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. This is why I love this podcast. Because I do trivia. I'm like, she won a freaking yeah, Oscar yeah. in nineteen. It was like nineteen eighty. Like, yeah, at eighty. Yeah. Yeah. Mary Stewart. She's go. an Oscar winner. Yeah. I had no idea. Supporting actress for that. Oh, man. Jonathan Demi directed that movie. I had no idea. Yeah. Jason Robards it. was also in that movie. 
Dude, I love this. There you go. This is why I bring you to trivia at breweries. Because <laughs> I'm like, Steve, and you're up. Is there a movie one? <laughs> Ringer. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Well um, done. I actually really don't have one, but I just mentioned him. So, like, Erwin Winkler has one Oscar win as know. a producer. I don't know who it is. I mean, he's the, the director, director, of course. You but... should know because he's produced films like, I don't know, Goodfellas and a substantial portion of Martin Scorsese's. But he won an Oscar for. A 1970, off the top of my head, I think it's 75. Sylvester Stallone, Sylvester Stallone starring movie. Rocky? Yeah, he produced Rocky. Really? Yeah. I had, I truly had never heard of Erwin Winkler. Yeah, you and, really like, should. Like, from before a, this. From a producer standpoint, really? look at his, yeah, huh. look at his uh, filmography. It's pretty outstanding. Huh. As a producer. Wow. Director, not that much. but That's what I was thinking. Like, he didn't do much. No. Erwin oh. Winkler as a producer is pretty substantial, huh. actually. Interesting. So, Rocky, there you go. What's the your Rockies. second one? Uh, we're just going to keep on the Oscar Ooh. perspective. Um, composer, Mark Isham. Isham? Isham? Isham, I think it Isham? is. Yeah. He scored over 120 films hmm. in his 40-year career, including Point Break, <laughs> Varsity Blues, mm-hmm. The Majestic, sure, uh, and Quiz Show. Uh, Quiz it. Show, yeah. He's received only one Oscar nomination hmm. for what 1992 film starring Brad Pitt and Tom Skerritt? Yeah, um, uh, Legends of the Fall. No, no, no that's no. James Horner. That's James Horner. Oh. With, uh, uh, River Runs Through. Yes. Off the top of my head, yep. Tom Skerritt was, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's a good score, too, though. Oh, so good. Oh, also, runs side it. note, Legends of the Fall is an outstanding score as well. That is a good score, yeah. But anyway, yeah, River Runs Through It. Nice. Well, I got there. Yeah, you got there. Yeah, yeah, I got about, there. Yeah, I, got there. Yeah. I don't have another one. I'm not even going to make it. No, one. it's all good. Yeah, we're fine. So, uh, any other final thoughts on? No, I'm happy you watched this. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it was one that um, I was unprepared for. Mm-hmm. Watching it, yeah, that uh, it snuck up on me. Mm-hmm. It really, really knocked me for a loop. And yeah, I'm happy to watch it. I want anyone listening to watch this because I'm not sure many people have. No, I don't know many people watch this movie. And not again, like you're going to sit down and oh my god, it's yeah. going to be like the Get greatest thing ever. It, the first part, but it's like it's, but it's, it's so enjoyable. Yes, like it's just really good. It's so well done. Yes. Um. So that brings us to the end of this episode of Twenty Years Four Beers. Stay tuned. For our upcoming packed December, because we have three episodes coming your way. First will be the Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. What about second breakfast? Then Gosford Park. And finally, our end of the year Oscar special on A Beautiful Mind. Why not? Why can't I? Uh, yep. Once again, we want to say thank you for taking the time to listen and for clicking that like or subscribe button on your devices. Find us on Twitter at years underscore beers and on Facebook or head to 20 years beerscom This has been 20 Years 4 Beers. My name is Steve. I'm Tim. And thanks for listening. Thank you. Thick AF. You lure people to a remote location like Superior Lake. Take off your pants. Welcome again. We're having a podcast. Cut! Cut!